0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.
1: Eight Ounce Coffee is the biggest specialty coffee equipment distributor in Canada. They sell to almost 4,000 cafes, roasters, hotels, and stores across North America. Wesley Farnell and his wife Jennifer co-founded the company in 2011. And have seen huge growth since then. Wesley joined us today. Joins us today. Good morning, Wesley.
2: Good morning, David. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I am good, thank you. Trying to get back into the swing of things after a after a, a semi-relaxing Christmas. <laughs> good morning, Tara.
3: <laughs> good morning, and I'm with you, and Wesley. How are you,
2: Tara? Doing hey, Tara. well.
3: Thank you. But Perfect. I'm with Wesley, just trying to trying to get back into the swing. So, <laughs> Wesley, I'm very curious about the the name of uh, your company, Eight Ounce Coffee. Tell us where that comes from.
2: Well, we we just moved over uh, from the UK. My, my wife, um, who is the far more intelligent one of us, uh, has family here and is from here originally in, in Calgary. So we we moved back over, and we were going to start um, cafes. And so, being the slightly at the time. Uh, pretentious for want of a better word coffee drinker it was my hobby um <laughs> we didn't want us we wanted to open uh, cafes that were very purist and, and didn't sell big drinks and so we wanted that to really be part of our identity and part of our name which was eight ounce and you know that was the biggest drink we were going to serve it's how we felt we could best represent what we wanted to sell however um we had we yeah, we we decided after sometime for for multiple reasons that we that cafes weren't going to be the ideal thing for us to open just because you know, we've got a brand new ch- brand new uh, child and uh, we just moved over and, and having to cover shifts at different hours and, and do all these things that you get called in to do just wouldn't really work so we uh, we saw some we saw some opportunity in uh, reseller and distribution um but that was the reason we got the name because it was going to be uh it was going to be a cafe, and we weren't going to sell a drink bigger than eight ounce. That's pretty simple.
1: <laughs> uh, Wesley, like you, I'm an immigrant. I came here from about 25 years ago. And when I came to Calgary um, 25 years ago, as I mentioned, I was introduced to Double Double and to oh, Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it seems to me that in the last 15 years, probably, the, American, the North American coffee culture has completely changed
2: what do you attribute this to I think you can you can probably track any any gastronomic area and there's, there's always movement movements forward and more interest that goes into more those well initially niche areas become become expanded as, as people want to get a better quality better experience I think a lot of it has been there's being there's being enough people in the industry in North America who wanted to bring a much better product. Not just the, the not not to say there isn't a place for the the double double. It's Canada's most popular drink for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it, I think it is, it's, it's the
3: it's, cream. I think it's that cream well, that it, does it.
2: <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah. Perhaps that and the sugar. I don't know. But, yes, you know, you exactly. Put, you, you put cream and sugar into anything, and it's going to taste delicious. Hundred uh, percent. Um, but yeah, the I, I would say that. The, the there's generally been there's generally a drive for a higher quality experience. Uh, and part of that is whether it's higher quality coffee, whether it's transparency, yeah you know, transparency how that coffee is sourced sourced. I mean that's been pushed by some really pivotal people in the industry over over North America. Uh, I mean, all i would read really to you is look to, look to Calgary and, and the people who really kicked specialty off in Calgary uh, is, is Phil and Sebastian, which you, I would assume you've been to and visited mm-hmm. and know well. Uh, and, and those guys are they've done an amazing job and they were they were really driving the forefront of coffee in Canada. Uh, and and from from them. Uh, and I think there's other people out there all over North America, in fact, all over the world. Uh, and from them, it just it just grows further out. You know, there's baristas who train there, who then go in there in their own places, and they want to grow that community. And and part of what we did when we came here as well. And I think there's a few companies. I mean, we were probably one, we were you no know, doubt one of the first people in, in Canada to do what we do. But um, but definitely all over North America, there are similar companies uh, and who have just wanted to elevate uh, specialty coffee. And of course, you know, it, it's not for everyone but there's enough people that when they try really good quality specialty coffee that they they can they understand why they understand the difference they get it mm-hmm. and and that's that's really been the core of it and now if we jump forward a, a little further there's been such an explosion over the past couple of years because people have wanted to replicate that experience at home as well uh, you know, because they're not going to their coffee shop every day or they can't go there or they don't feel safe going there because of restrictions. And so you know, there's been a massively accelerated growth in visibility of, of specialty coffee. And, of course, people have wanted to spend more coffee on that experience because they can't go on that vacation. Oh well, yeah they can't they're not going to buy that new car because it's not available or, or there's, no, there's no point to it you know, they're, so going to be they're willing it to
3: indulge in in other areas well, of course it's, it's, yeah. you know,
2: it's, it's sort of it, it leads to, to why you know the, the luxury brands uh, uh, who sell you know, exceptionally expensive handbags or, or coats or clothing they do so much better during recessions usually because people can't have that really big expenditure but but they're going to feel good about themselves and do a little retail therapy.
3: We're speaking with Wesley Farnell, the owner and co founder of Eight Ounce Coffee. Um, You are a self-described coffee nerd. I know quite a few of them. Actually, I worked with a group of guys at my last job who didn't like the coffee machine in at work, so they all chipped in and bought their own <laughs> very, very expensive espresso machine, and, and nobody was allowed to use it.
1: And you're looking at one because I have
2: here in the <laughs> office three coffee machines and one at home. <laughs> you know what? You can always do with an extra on, David. Just, just come on over and we'll sort that out. Well, there you go.
3: So, you know, let's talk a little bit about your business then. So when you say specialty coffee equipment, which you sell um, on your website and through wholesale, what does that mean exactly? How is that different from what I can get at a regular store, buying something at Walmart? So, uh,
2: and, uh, I think I first want to say that, that, that the, the, I mean, specialty coffee as a, as a whole is really focusing on a higher uh, a, a higher quality of coffee. Uh, and that might be the the thing that I would equate it to would be wine. You can go and buy a very cheap bottle of wine or you can go and spend you know, 30, 40 bucks on a on a uh, a really good bottle of natural wine or just well-produced wine. And, and you're going to taste the difference in the, the varietal and, and maybe the terroir. Uh, and it's just sort of the same with, with coffee. And, and specialty is really, the specialty coffee equipment side has been driven from great specialty coffee. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't use the equipment that we sell to brew all different coffee. But it really makes a difference when you're getting coffees that are maybe lighter roasted and and you can taste the different uh, elements of that coffee. You can taste the different flavors. You can taste the the natural things that come from that coffee. It might be the processing as well. And that's when you probably want to take a little more time and care and, and maybe use better equipment to get the most out of that. And so the type of things that we, that we sell here are pour overs or really high quality coffee brewers or grinders that allow you to get a really good distribution of coffee grind when you're brewing so you get a better flavor from it when you're making it so the things that basically elevate that coffee experience and make it better i mean specialty coffee is a term is really referencing to referencing to the the coffee itself and how it scores and i'm not going to go into that because that would probably bore you senseless but (laughs) i'm actually
3: really curious about that because you see wine wine (laughs) tasters with their spit barrel and all that i would be curious Sorry, I well, didn't no, mean to interrupt.
2: So, no, I can. They, 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 uh, all coffee, like most things, all coffee is graded. And it's, and it's tasted and it's scored against certain metrics. And it tries to try whether it's the, the, the balance of, of sweetness and acidity and, and bitterness and whether it is a clean cup of coffee, uh, whether you are getting certain flavors from it. it. It's scored, whether it's got defects. It's scored with a whole range of different things. And that comes out with... A defects. specific score yeah so well, coffee
3: defects, defects. How, coffee how could defects.
2: that be yeah. <laughs> I know it's amazing isn't it um, but there, there's, there's maybe coffee beans that are underdeveloped so they don't get the same sugars when mm. they're growing um, uh, or maybe it's coffee that has broken beans in there or maybe it's uh, being subject to uh, disease which won't hurt you but it will impact the flavor of the coffee you will add negative notes to there um, and so that really it's, it's the, the specialty coffee industry is based around, of course, the product itself, and it's really spun from that. So how do you get the best out of this product? If you're making and you're finding the best quality coffee, that you can tell where it's from by tasting it, just like you would with wine, if your palate is, uh, if your palate is trained well enough. Uh, or at the very least, you can, you, can, you can tell the difference between one cup of coffee and another. Then you want to be able to get the most flavor out of it, and that's where we come in. Uh, with from the equipment side uh, and so yeah whether that's grinders or brewers uh, and a whole range of other equipment that we, that we sell but that's that's not what entirely we're isolated to we have we have moved wider since then away from specialty but specialty will always be the core of what we do and in fact we're just separating the business off so we can keep this part of the business entirely focused on coffee and everything else that's that's grown from that will go into a separate business.
1: Our guest this morning is Wesley Farnell, owner and co-founder of 8 Ounce Coffee, and we have to take a short commercial break. We'll be back following the commercial.
0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success, it's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges.
1: Our guest this morning is Wesley Farnell, owner and co-founder of 8 Ounce Coffee. And, um, for, you know, Wesley, I have to kind of warn you because Tara drinks tea uh, so <laughs> That's fine. i think it's between, it's going to be between you and me
3: <laughs> I like coffee i hey, hey, i'm going to
2: jump in here and we have some of the finest tea uh, equipment here as well and we sell some phenomenal tea as well as all the coffee we sell from all over Canada so you don't need to be feel left out at all Tara you, there's a Thank place for you, you. Okay.
3: very <laughs> inclusive
1: uh, Yeah that's the new motto in the city right, inclusive Absolutely. Yes. Um, So uh, Wesley I was uh, browsing through your website and um, I noticed that you guys have kind of a showroom and classes. How can you guys help educate, you know, us on tea or coffee uh, and how to differentiate between the better, the worst and, and how to make our experience better?
2: Well, I think the first thing to say is, is, you know, fundamentally, I would say that one of the reasons that that we've been successful is that we try and do that with everyone who comes across our path. So whether it's someone calling in for advice, uh, whether it's the right brewer, whether we don't have the right thing for them or or it's not, we don't think after we've talked to them, it's the right thing. We'll we'll point them in the right direction. First and foremost, we want to make sure that everyone that we engage with in coffee actually feels better and gets something better out of it afterwards. So yeah, you know, with regards to an education on 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 uh, brewing and all those type of things, well, we do that naturally in everything we do every day. All of our team members are trained fully, and everyone is into coffee, and it's 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 a uh, it, that's just part of what we do culturally. Further than that, we we do have obviously before COVID, we'd had a lot more classes going on. But what we have opened, uh, which was what we wanted to do in our new space that we moved into in April, is we have a showroom, but we also have a cafe here as well. And that cafe was to allow people who uh, maybe have either accessibility issues uh, into uh, into the industry or whether they uh, they they want to take their next step into having cafes it's a great place we want to have a space where they could come and and trial it for for very very cheaply it's not to make any money for us at all or or and and to make those mistakes and to learn and, and then move forward uh, into a into a into a business for themselves and so With regards to the education, well, the cafe, part of the cafe's mandate is the people that are in here are learning more and more about coffee and sharing their knowledge when they come in. Currently, we have a gentleman called uh, David Kim, who's a roaster in Calgary, who's running this cafe for the first six months and you will not meet anyone that knows more about coffee than this man and if you want to come in and learn he will talk to you all all you want to about it he knows everything that you will want to and never want to know about coffee uh, but <laughs> th- on top of that you know he operates training uh training uh classes as well and we will also be doing we also do a lot of very cheap or free to entry classes when we can do just just obviously not right now due to the uh mm-hmm. due to the uh the, the situation that we all know and love.
3: Yeah, well, exactly. And we're ready to move to move out <laughs> we of. Are. Um, we are. So how does Calgary compare to other cities in terms of coffee knowledge, coffee shops? Where do we rank?
2: It is, m- many people won't know this, and it is definitely not talked about enough. But I travel, and uh, have traveled all over the world uh, for what we do now and, and businesses before. And honestly, Calgary is a very unique city when it comes to specialty coffee. And, and I know I mentioned earlier, maybe Phil and Sebastian, and they were definitely the people who kicked specialty coffee off in Canada and happened to be from Calgary. And because of that, we have this community that's grown into, you know, uh, Rosso Coffee Roasters and Monogram and one of the older schools of the Fratellos who've been here for a long time. And these are people who are totally passionate about it. And the really interesting thing about Calgary, is for the population we have here, I cannot think of anywhere else in the world that has three or four chains, specialty chains of coffee shops, plus several independents, and they can all be fully supported. I think that tells you a massive amount about the taste and the preferences of, of Calgarians. And mm-hmm. it tells you about the passion of the people who are opening, who are opening businesses here because they know this is the place. If you're going to be into coffee and going to be at the highest end of coffee when it comes to specialty, this is the place to be. We are very fortunate to be able to walk out of our doors and go to a range of amazing local uh, uh, cafes and roasteries. Uh, and, uh, and we were one of the reasons, apart from my, my partner's and my wife's family being here, one of the reasons that this was the perfect place for us to, to start our business. Um,
1: Wesley, do you see um, the... Coffee culture here also moving towards uh, cafes like Aroma Cafe or uh, Landwehr Cafe that serve also like a whole meal that you can get a breakfast and uh, and and or a lunch and then a coffee or we'll just stay with the uh, you know uh, grab and and go and or short meetings over coffee only and maybe a muffin.
2: Well, I, you know what? It, it, it's interesting that you asked that question because. I think I mentioned earlier about a splitting of the businesses. What we've found is we've had a lot of, we, we bring in a lot of very high quality sort of foodware and diningware for home and, and the cafes as well. Amazing Japanese brands that we, we carry and others from around the world. And, and a lot of the cafes, are, we're definitely seeing a trend of people buying more of those things because frankly, to, especially as, as wages increase and rents increase that, you know, you've got to increase that ATV, uh, AT, uh, that average transaction value. Uh, at the till uh, and of course a way to do this through food uh, but i think everyone's been quite tentative to go that route before because there's there's a lot more investment and a lot more overhead uh, but definitely we're seeing a movement towards that more australian uh, antipodean style uh, of of cafe that you know you get just amazing food and amazing coffee um i mean Probably on the other scale, I could pick somewhere recently I've been to, which is, I don't know if either of you have been there, but but Fonda Flora, um, just downtown in in the Wesley Hotel. They're a Mexican restaurant that serve monogram coffee. The coffee is very, very good. So, you know, it's it's not just an afterthought.
3: So one of your core values is customers are everything. And you wrote that most of your wholesale customers you got by word of mouth. And that's something that any business would be really grateful for. How does that happen?
2: Well, um, when we both, when when my, uh, Jennifer and, and I started the business, we, coffee was my hobby. And I was, I'm just, I was so and am so passionate about that and the community around it. The community is really what drew us into it. And so one of the things that we saw when we were looking at, at starting cafes, for example, is that, you know, if you're doing cafes really well, but if you're doing high-quality cafes, paying people well, looking after people, putting great training in, then, you know, it, it costs a lot of money. So you need to have as many revenue streams uh, as, as you can. And so, yeah, I guess we... Um, we we really wanted to uh, make sure. Uh, I'm going to jump in for a second uh, uh, in case I go off track, which I'm known known to do. Uh, <laughs> just just let me know. <laughs> That's I, I very good self awareness. So always point me in the right direction if I'm going off track. <laughs> uh, but um and but yeah, I think that we that we are that we have really tried to uh, drive the. Community uh, and, and to we really tried to drive the community here by being engaged and making sure that all these cafes have uh, extra extra streams of revenue, which which drove us into this business. So we could you know we could bring all these different items in and people could uh, people could buy them uh, from one place uh, uh, very easily and, and and make a more successful business. So you know, having customers at the core of what we do was always how can we make their businesses better? How can we make them more successful. Uh, and, and that translated to our suppliers as well. You know, our suppliers are our customers as well in, in many ways. Our employees are our, our customers in many ways, our internal, internal customers. And then our, our, our direct to, to customer sales, it's always thinking about how we can make sure that people have the best experience or the best success in whatever they're doing. And that is fundamentally what we think about when we're doing everything. It's how can we help other businesses be more successful? How can we make sure uh, that, that, our whole, that that everyone who's getting things at home get the best out of what they're doing? And, and consequently, because that was always our focus, it was always how can we make things better? And whenever a new cafe opened, there'd be someone there'd be someone from that cafe, from another cafe who'd open it, and they would know us. They'd know us from being engaged in the community, from supporting, they would know us that they they've dealt with us before and they had a great experience, and it has just simply grown from there. Now that is not to say that we don't don't do anything active. We of course do, but the majority of our customers are still word of mouth. No, no two ways about it. And it just comes down the, to
3: that purpose, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. <clears throat> well, Wesley, and, and, yeah. It's just essential to what we do.
3: Thank you so much. Uh, Learned a lot about coffee this morning, and I have a feeling we could learn a lot more by visiting your your area there. So Wesley Farnell, owner, co-founder of 8 Ounce Coffee. Clearly very passionate about what he does. Love it.
2: Thank you, Wesley, for being our guest. Tara Davies, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it, and please come by soon, and, and I will give you the tour and the you. Deal. Done.
0: <laughs> thanks. You have a great day.
3: You too. Thanks.
0: Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success, it's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.